0: This is an official download
1: from TheCustardTV.com Hello there and welcome to the Custard TV podcast. Uh, I'm Gary one of your hosts and joined as always by the regular and northern Matt. Evening. Luke is not here. Well he's here but he's not here.
2: Isn't Although right?
3: I think he might I think he might pop up at some point on the podcast. I've got a feeling. Yeah, you don't, don't hold me to it, but he might pop up um, in a certain section that we may have recorded uh, two days ago, but we'll, we'll see oh,
1: You join us here on the 204th episode of this podcast How oh. have you been for the previous 203, if you've just joined us yeah. That uh, would be my starting question But we will bring in newcomers and people that we've, I was going to say oldcomers, but that doesn't quite work, does it? People who've been with us for a while
3: Regulars
1: um, Regulars, we'll call them Thank you, Matthew um, oh, It's the first time I've used your full name there for a while that's
3: all right, Gareth. I was
1: going to say, Have I, I, I told you the story about how I took my birth certificate into my teacher once and told them? Because she said no. my name was Gareth. Mm. No, I did that. That was me. I was one of them. But it's like all the people being
3: christened like Vicky now instead of Victorian, things like that, isn't it? <laughs> oh, like, it's just wrong. Your commoner names.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Gary and Matt. Talking
2: telly.
3: On the Custard TV podcast. How you doing, Matt? Oh, I'm not too bad. Gary, yourself?
1: Yeah, not bad. Yeah, it's it's. it's...
3: <laughs> I was in your I was in your neck of the woods though, visiting family on um, oh. Saturday. My new second cousin, who's eleven weeks old, I was in West Norwood. Is that down? Oh York? yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: That's that's it, it, roughly the same area. Roughly, roughly the same area. I know where it is. Let's put it that way. <laughs> I know how to get <laughs> there. If I if I needed to get there, I know how to get there. That's the old Southern rail area. So you were Southern lucky to get rail. there and went. you lucky to get there at all.
3: Well um, they did have when I was looking up They did have Hazard Symbols saying it might. We might have issues if Storm Brian Comes a call oh,
1: Storm Brian, the most disappointing Brian Since Brian Blessed
3: um, not a bit harsh to Brian Brian, not, or Brian or Blessed Brian, calls it more Brian Storm no? Brian Bell Well Brian, Brian Conley works because he was kicked off for Strictly on
1: He was the, and then apparently had a bit of a rant That they cut out which is why they recorded the show I suppose the really only part of the news that we need to discuss this week is the fact that there are three new Doctor Who companions, and one of them is only Bradley Walsh. This is a flashback to the old uh, Doctor Who days, where there was more than one companion. Uh, the original Doctor Who series had two or three, and it was only sort of when you got to, like, John Pertwee uh, that you got down to the situation where you only had the one companion. So it's a return for this. Well, uh, I mean, I'm a bit up and down about Bradley Walsh. He's playing a character called Graham as well. Great name. Great name. Great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure um, he'll be golden. I'll,
3: I'll just it. I'll just um, here's, here are the facts. Bradley Walsh uh is playing Graham, Tossin Cole, who's the the younger gentleman, yep. play Ryan, and Mandy Gill will play Jasmine.
1: I think we'll have to say that we'll reserve judgment for, for Bradley Walsh mm. until we see it. As I say, he is very similar to Catherine Tate. Mm in yeah. that sense and she was quite good you know they, they, they did feature a lot of heavy storylines around her uh, but she was quite good so uh, we shall see how but that the fact goes. they put him in like an ensemble yeah I it's not know. just yeah. well i don't know whether it'd just be weird with him there, wouldn't there be the automatic implication yeah of relationship if it was just him and her yeah <laughs> The big news of the week is that, uh, is that Star Trek Discovery, which I'm a big fan of, and uh, I've got a good group of friends and uh, and a people that I talk to about that. Um, the good thing, really, is that they are establishing uh, different storylines around the cast and, and, and now, you know, and and although they are using a lot of the uh, familiar Star Trek ways, you haven't got people in red uniforms getting killed, you haven't got dodgy special effects, you haven't got some of the, you know, the bad episode on the on the you know the holodeck yet um and i think that that's the good thing you know they've kept it to i think it's only going to be about 12 10 or 12 episodes this series uh which i think is a good idea you know one of the issues that i had maybe with uh, voyager was i got stuck in the fact that there was 24 episodes to go in a series and i didn't really like the storylines or some of the people so i'm very happy about that the only show we're going to review in this week is a netflix uh, original called american vandal um luke are you joining us for this
2: i'm gonna join you for this because i've just been given the okay
1: Right. Okay. So, the I'm premise given a, of America, it's a leave of absence. To you've, been given, you a, you've, been, you've been given a special <laughs> pass. Uh, American Vandal is—is uh, is it a mockumentary? Yeah,
3: yes. Eight parts, um, and it focuses on the investigation of the drawing of tw- twenty-seven. How would you put it, Gary? Penis. Uh, P- oh. <laughs>
1: it's, it's the plural for plural, I was going to say
2: phallic symbols, but
1: we'll, well go with that. <laughs> no, but
2: the, um, the tagline is "Who did the dicks?" That's the who, tagline. Who drew the it? dicks? Yeah. Who yeah.
1: drew
3: the dicks? The um, finger of blame is pointed squarely at uh, Dylan Maxwell, who's being accused for a number of reasons. One that there's a sort of a witness who who set there, who saw him do it or said yep. he saw him do it. He's known for drawing penises. That's one of his things that he does. One of the teachers who's got a sort of vendetta against him says. You know, he targeted me first, and then did the, re- drew the rest. Yeah, I, of the what what car.
1: what was different was that on her car, he let the t- allegedly let the tyres down, where everyone else he yeah. just drove penises.
3: And there was a fourth reason that oh, the the sort of conflicted that he didn't have a solid alibi for where yeah. he was. The, time, the he said he was with his friends, the Wayback Boys, who do like massive pranks and stuff like that. But there was a time when the vandalism could have occurred that was uncounted for. Peter is the main sort of documentarian and he's joined mm. by his friend Sam. So they do like a sort of making the murder investigation but it is sort of styled as like for example in one scene you see like a reconstruction of someone giving someone a hand job, for example. Things like that. Things that are, yeah. are absurd on the one hand but work towards
2: Can the... Can you not use the phrase on the one hand when you talk about... Uh, on the one hand.
3: <laughs> and, and, and the... <laughs> and the narrative...
1: Yeah, professional. Sort of
3: documentary style on the other, right? I mean, I really like this. I, as we said last week, binge-raced this and watched it all on Friday. Gary, you only got through one episode.
1: I, I only got through one. I liked it because of the way it was doing. It took me a while to realise that this was done a bit more tongue-in-cheek than I thought. Originally, I sort of thought, OK, fine, you know, this didn't really happen or whatever. But then as you're watching it, you're like, am oh, I taking this a bit seriously? And then you realise oh, and- the whole thing is a Mickey take. Yeah, um, and I think it took you a long time to
2: get the fact that it's a biggie take, or just the long time to get into the rhythms of it.
1: Yeah, I think into the rhythms of it. I think I haven't really watched this type of show since Making a Murderer, so I think you know I haven't haven't seen one quite as good. So they they are very good. You know they've got the chalkboard and the you know the lines and everything. You know they've got all and the, you know, the, the 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 interviews with people. Okay, yeah. this is this is a lot deeper and a lot cleverer than I thought. Yeah, I probably will keep watching it because I know that there's going to be a developing storyline, you know, and it will get a second mm-hmm. series, which is good. So yeah, I liked it. I,
2: I had an, an opinion that you would struggle, Gary, just because when we've spoken about comedies of the silk before, you've struggled. To yeah, a little fi- bit. Find the comedy in them. Did you?
1: Did you find this easier because you realised maybe? Well, yeah, I think I think because I knew what was going on, and I knew it was a mockumentary, but I didn't get the levels of humour until I got into it a bit. And I can see how sort of watching two or three in a row would probably be beneficial. You get a rhythm with this show, I would imagine. Mm.
2: It, it's very cleverly done. It's very funny. It, You know, on the surface, Matt's description made it sound quite crude. It's not. No. I think it is. Very, it is. No, it's not. The best mockumentaries have perhaps have crude characters as their lead, like David Brent, say, in The Office. But there's humanity in there to, to make you care about what's happening and Netflix obviously there's been other real life documentaries we've like like the jinx and things, but yeah. Netflix had a major hit with um, with making a murderer and they've just And there was another
3: one, wasn't
1: there? It. The keep. The keep. The, the keep, keepers? yeah. Uh, the keepers, keepers, which was the one about the the nun that got murdered. But
2: I like the, that they've had the guts to spoof what is essentially their own show as well, Yeah, and that takes some guts so uh, it's really well done It's and I like the fact that it's 30 40 minutes, it doesn't take up a lot of your time.
3: I think as well it's deeper than, I think what Luke's saying, you know, you say there's that sort of sympathy to it, there is some sort of deep stuff about like identity, in fact the, the fact Peter's doing this documentary they sort of turn the camera in on him in, a, in like a, a sort of few episodes and, and you know, is he trying to sort of get his status up by people now knowing who he is for doing this documentary you know you've got the last and you've got that and you've got the really clever sort of plot points and the things to make in a murderer but it is as well sort of almost like a high school comedy drama as well i think Mm. i think you could say luke it's got some sort of elements of freaks and geeks and something like that in it yes i just really really like this i heard about this i thought i thought this sounds like my sort of thing and i watched it all in a day and i just And
2: and then you decided to watch them all in the wrong order Yes, we won't
1: you're wait. fixated on that, Luke. Move on.
2: <laughs> I just like the way he started at the end and still enjoyed it, and still thought it was yeah. really good. Yeah,
3: like... get to the get to the last episode, and you'll find out that it yeah. was sort of it, there sure was a reason why I same thought. Same it The same
1: with Relic, was. you know. Just watch the last episode and then go back. Yeah, yeah. That, that, yeah that's, that's right. That's... Everybody did that. <laughs> Everybody did that. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we'd love you to be our Patreons. Yes, we would. We'd love you to go to www.patreon.com forward slash Custard TV and sign the up. The Custard TV. Is it The Custard TV? The, the Custard, Custard, TV. The Custard, T- the Custard T- Let me do that again. <laughs> We'd love you to go to <laughs> patreoncom slash The Custard TV and sign up. Give us a little early Christmas present and actually we'll give you something in return. Extra podcasts, notes, Luke will come around to your house and bake a salmon on croot. And, and we just love to connect with you a bit more. And if you want more of us, then the way to do it is to go to Patreon and get a bit more of your Custard Fix. This is the Custard TV Podcast.
3: And we'll start with Gunpowder, because that's the big... I think that's the big one, isn't it?
1: OK. Start with the Big Bang.
3: <laughs> uh, although, again, a drama that called gunpowder that didn't have any gunpowder in it
1: that's got three episodes give it time yeah
3: which are interestingly all available on the iplayer basically this is set um as soon as um elizabeth one dies and james one comes into uh power
1: i love that elizabeth one
3: elizabeth one and james one basically he hires all these like ruffians to go around to all these sort of Catholic households because they're all sort of Protestants, aren't they? Yes. And, and yeah. try and find the the priests who are plotting in. um Is it Flanders they're plotting? Uh, yes, yes, that's right. Yes, yeah. that's quite a famous thing. in Flanders, Flanders to sort of overthrow the king. And there's people like um is it Robert Catesby, who's a sort of devout Catholic, and um, his family in early on are hiding sort of young priests and oh, an old priest played by Peter Mullen. In their house, in various like little nooks and crannies, as um, scenery chewing Sean Dooley appears and, and wrecks the house in, in search of any sort of heretics that he might find. Th- this episode is sort of basically setting up why the gunpowder plot happened.
1: Yeah, it's more the background, it's more the why they did it rather than the how they did it.
3: Yeah, because you've got um, Derek Riddell from The Missing is playing King James the First as a very sort of almost like a flippant leader isn't he he's very sort of
1: very yeah very privileged and and laissez-faire about his responsibilities oh nice thank you
3: um and he's got working for him several um people who are sort of competing in a chewing the scenery competition we've got sean dooley (laughs) and mark gatis who are both sort of eating in whatever corners they can find, I think. I found this quite underwhelming, actually, I have to say, okay. um, to get my cards on the table. I found it, it moved at quite a slow pace to start off with, and there was a lot of stuff about sort of religious order and courts mm. and things. And I never thought it didn't have that, again, pun intended, that bang that I felt it needed. That yeah, the The, the most sort of memorable scene is where his mum gets tortured and killed. And hung, drawn and quartered, uh,
1: and to, drawn the, and quartered. Up to the priest. The priest was at, hung, drawn and at quartered. At half which...
3: nine on a Saturday night on BBC
1: One. I couldn't believe it. Well, there was quite a bit of backlash. And people did say it was overly oh, violent. Was but of course. Well, yeah, there was there was a bit of Twitter storm and a, a few complaints I, re- I read about. But to That's be true. fair. This was the time, you know, this was the 1600s, 1700s. This is what happened. No,
3: 1600s, you got it right the first time. Oh,
1: so therefore, therefore, the 17th century, as I was going to say. Um, and and you, this is how the, the, they killed people in those days. They didn't, you know, put them in prison. They locked their heads off or tortured them. I did think they went a bit overboard with the whole, you know, showing how she was killed by putting these kind of heavy weights on her and crushing her.
3: I don't but think we did, need to it, see her naked, really, either.
1: Well, you did not you didn't. It was kind of enough in the distance. That, but, you know, yeah, he's right.
3: But I mean... You saw it quite... I think, I think you saw it quite prominently.
1: You saw a prominence. There wasn't a lot of action. I quite liked this. I must admit, okay. I found it strange that it was on Saturday night. I didn't mind the violence. Uh, the one thing to say as well is that Kit Harrington is not only related to the character he's playing, I believe... I think- but he has written and produced this, and and well, I, I don't saw I think
3: it. he's co-created it. I don't know if he's. I written think he's. Pre-
1: it. I think he. I thought I saw. I thought I saw his name next to written, but I I could be wrong, so I won't It, co- it
3: said co-create. No, it's been written by Ronan Bennett, who did. Okay. Hot boy. Certainly and co-created and I, by Kit Arrington.
1: Co-created. And I know he was one of the producers as well because I saw him on the one show when he was on a couple of weeks ago and he said he decided... Execu- he's idea. an executive producer. Yeah. He said he found it very difficult acting and producing and he probably wouldn't do that again. I, I, I say I quite like it. I don't want to watch it on the iPlayer. I'm quite happy no. to watch it either on Saturday oh. night or, you know, when I record it.
3: I, again, I know we've mentioned this in the past but I just don't think BBC knows quite what to put on the iPlayer and what not to. Yeah. I say I, th- I think they should have put Relic on the iPlayer personally. Yeah, then more people would have watched it. Oh, yes. someone might have watched it. Gunpowder, um, Some I can sort of understand why this was on there to an extent because it's sort of it's a three-parter. It's a yeah. one sort, it's a one-story thing, so it does make sense to an extent. But yeah, I I, I won't be watching the rest of this. Okay. It's just not for me. And I, I think Luke feels the same. Let's now do Louis Theroux: Murder in
1: Milwaukee. This is the third of his. Uh, is it Bad States?
3: dark states dark states uh basically
1: he went to an area of uh of wisconsin called milwaukee uh more famously probably known for uh happy days
3: no happy, happy days very, here
1: none at all and uh, basically whereas in the previous two episodes he was uh, traveling with people and gun a law informant around drugs and prostitution this one is around murder it really deals with the kind of low level on the street gang violence um, and 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 much in the way which Louis does, he tends to follow people rather than stories. So he starts with the murder of a, a of a young aspiring rapper and drug dealer, and and he follows the kind of threads and the stories out from there, including working as we said with the police again, you know, traveling with them. But I think some of the best work that Louis does in this episode is when he's out there talking to people on the street. Yeah, I am always amazed at how how much access he gets to mm. certain situations particularly when he went up and introduced himself to the corner boys you know these boys that work yeah. drugs on the on, on the, the corner, corner streets
3: anyone and, who's seen the wire would
1: will, will know exactly what we're talking about the way in which he is able to infiltrate and still be kind of a documentary maker but actually be very relatable is a real skill louis puts himself out there and this episode was the most dangerous for that because even yeah, in a couple of scenes, there were times where people there were guns fired, shots fired in his vicinity. Uh, in well, there one, was the, the
3: woman he met called Shonda, wasn't there? Who's mm. sort of an activist against guns, and but basically, yeah, has, basically everyone in Milwaukee has their own guns all over the house. And she's sitting on the porch, and they're hearing gunfire, and they're like, "You better get in the house if you, you know, if you guys yeah. don't want to get shot, because they can hear they'll be they'll be outside the door. So, and that's that's I think what the sort of narrative was here that anyone could be shot and killed on the streets of milwaukee and i think that was the thing
1: is it is that uh, i don't say this to make a joke but candle sellers in wisconsin must make a killing Mm. Uh, because it seemed to me i i don't know the time frame in which louis was there but let's say he was there a week week,
3: yeah
1: Yeah, there were three candlelight vigils for people who've been killed who were all related to somebody else that they knew in other words it was the cousin of someone who was at the last one Uh, and it just appears like this is an epidemic that has no solution uh, because there's no money, there's no jobs, there's failing schools, and, you know, it's full of a drug culture. It it just seems to me almost like like a situation out of the wire where the idea that where somebody said, right, well, let's move them in, you, you know, the series like, two or three where they just decide to move them into the crack three. Niche. three. And it seems I'm to me slum. like they've already done that with here. Yeah, they've already done that here, and that's where we are. We're in the worst place that, that you can get, and that the police are basically fighting a losing battle all the time. Hmm.
3: I mean, it is a vicious circle, really, isn't it? I mean, you mm-hmm. know, they they try... At one point, they pull over, the, um, like, a car full of black people that aren't, aren't doing anything other than having, like, tinted windows or the too dark yeah. tinted windows. But they've almost got guns so they can protect themselves from the police who are, who are plowing them down. And it is just... It all felt very sort of... This is a vicious circle, and you feel so sorry. Like, at the start, as you say, there was a shooting... Um, and in the vicinity of Louis and he then gets wrapped up in this mystery about who shot this aspiring rapper and meets Mm. his family and stuff like that and found out he had four children by four different mothers I I did like Louis using the word baby mummer. I thought that was very (laughs)
1: interesting Um, I I suppose that's the thing one of the things that stands out is how very British Louis is in that situation Mm.
3: but they Uh, were saying as well that if the cameras weren't there the police would be in their faces Mm. saying have you got your guns on you and stuff and they were saying the only reason he got killed was that he didn't take his gun with him he would have been able to defend himself so it does uh, it does sort of raise a lot of questions about the gun laws in the states and stuff like that and and you did sympathize even though you know they weren't the the best of people all the time with the people he interviewed because they were their situation was very you know they they didn't have a lot of opportunities most of them grew up without knowing who their fathers were they you know there was no jobs for them you know there wasn't a lot and they just see what other people do and then you know that's why as you say they work in the corner because they've not got many other options
1: i think out of the three of them i found this the most i wouldn't say depressing but the most um what's the word uh i i I had no downbeat yeah downbeat i came out of the others Feeling like okay, I didn't know that. I feel educated. Blah blah blah. Mm. This one, I just felt like okay, that's there terrible. Sort
3: of, there was a sort of sense of hopelessness that sort of yeah. permeated throughout, wasn't there? And it, Definitely. There wasn't any sort of concrete. This is this is going to get better. Things are going to you know things are going to stay the same when Louis leaves. You know,
1: absolutely. Yeah, there's no difference. Well, I was going to say that's the end of the Dark State series, and he's coming back to the UK, uh, which we'll cover in Pick of the Week, I think probably
3: Um, yeah uh, Yeah. as a whole The Dark States have you enjoyed them or because I felt Uh, I I don't think they're particularly memorable as a series in my opinion um,
1: I liked them but yeah I would agree that I'm not sure that five years from now you'll remember this over any of his other work I've enjoyed them but as you say maybe not in the memorable category
3: right so we've got two comedies question mark (laughs) um,
1: well yeah one
3: one not that funny right I'm going to go really not that funny (laughs) I'm guessing you're referring to the end of the effing world, which was... The end of the
1: effing world is not funny, but it is a comedy. But it is also good. Uh, oh, you enjoyed it? Oh, I enjoyed it, but it was uh, okay. not... It was not... It was, there, was, there was... Okay, it was funny, but yeah, go on, okay. describe I'll, it. I'll do the joke. Ge- do you best. So this is a little bit... Oddly, we've got a lot of
3: ones here this week that are all available now to watch. Mm. This is all on... um all four the, the first episode was aired channel four on uh wednesday night i believe no tuesday yeah. night it features um alex lawther from uh, the black mirror episode shut up and dance last year he plays james this sort of weird teenage boy i think this i think they're both meant to be 17 Um he's having fantasies about killing people and he's looking for his first victim he comes across Alyssa, played by jessica barden Who's this sort of girl? Who's a bit of an outsider? Doesn't like doesn't like the fact that she do, doesn't feel like she fits in. I really like that gag early on when she's sitting with her friends and oh yeah, the just, phone. And it's like you're sitting right in front of me. What are you doing? And I was just like, that does feel really I, true to I, life. I, I love the response. A,
1: I love the response from the girl. It's yeah. free. <laughs> I love that as well.
3: Her mom has married Kurt from Teachers, um, yeah. and they've got they've got a new family. He's Seems to be always sleezing over her a little bit. Um, and then ev- eventually, she, they sort of form a relationship based on the fact that he decides that she's going to be his murder victim. And at the end of the first episode, they go on the run um, after Kurt yeah. Von basically tells her. So they steal his dad's car. He punches his dad in the face. And then they sort of head off for the open road.
1: What did you make to this then, Gary? Because it was a bit of an odd... It was an odd choice, and oh. I suppose I, I I didn't know too much about it, other than you know there's been a, a little bit of thing about the controversy about the uh, the title. I, it's different; but that is definitely true. It's it's a lot of it is inside their head, so you're getting their thoughts, which I know that's a trope that sometimes we don't like because it doesn't get you sort of interacting with each other. But actually, the way in which this works, because they're both different and and and, and sort of out there, it works because you're hearing their inner thoughts mm. as a way yeah, so to describe gotta... how they. To to get them, um, yeah, you get sort
3: of a peep show, don't you? And it's not it's nice. The gag sort of like, um in the the beginning of the second episode, the first scene you see is the cars on fire, and they're standing right. there. He hasn't got a shirt on, and um, they she's she, saying, "Do you think it will explode?" And then she says, "It's not a film." And then in her head, she thinks, "If it was a film, we'd be American." And I just like I like the sort of the yeah. rhythm of the dialogue. It's all well done, and they've got um, Alex Lothar and Jessica Barden have got very good chemistry, I think. And yeah, it's based it, it, apparently. It is based on a comic apparently, which I can oh, you can okay. sort of see. You can yeah, sort of but, see this in like comic strip form, couldn't you?
1: Yeah, a little bit. You would say this is definitely a dark comedy. I mean, it, 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 there's not there are a few laugh out loud moments. I do love the bit where he's sitting there with the knife under the cushion and stuff like that, yeah. you know, but you're not, you're not supposed to laugh at those bits, but you do. Black and, and she's, Gallows humor. Gallows humor. Yeah. She's very crude. And, and he is just so suppressed that he doesn't yeah. even really understand it.
3: Subservient, almost, isn't it? Yeah.
1: I'm interested to see how it gets on. I, I do think this was bright, brave and bold. And I liked mm. it. Different. Yeah. No,
3: I yeah. enjoyed it as well. The fact they're only like 20 minute episodes really helps as well. Yeah. Um, I've always been been a fan of Jessica Barden's and I think she's a great actress I loved her in murder I think was that last
1: year I think it was yeah no and might have been the last year the year before yeah
3: yeah um and Alex Lawther I think is a sort of star on the rise he's very good in uh the imitation game as well he plays the young Benedict Cumberbatch in that so right two really good young actors uh, interesting premise and yeah it's uh, you can, as I say it's, it is a you can now see it's like a comic book adaptation it's got that sort of uh, that, that, now, that now that you said that it really, the it
1: really does fit so I didn't know that before so that, that really does fit so, so.
3: and we're both going to stick with this unlike yes. I assume Bounty Hunters
1: oh boy this is basically so, a, a, a way in which to get Jack Whitehall on television yeah
3: uh, I don't. Know and it's it's, it's written
1: by the same people who wrote Bad Education which is a real yeah. shame because that was good
3: jack whitehall and freddie Cyborn. the tone the style the fact you've got like an american and a british sort of storyline. Yes. it reminded me a lot of uh, you mean the apocalypse in that in that regard
1: oh okay yeah uh, that's a good point yeah that's a good point the-
0: here in key west we were out before it was in in this open and inclusive paradise you can be yourself make new friends and savor our live and let live vibe
3: The U.S. Border Patrol has exciting and rewarding career opportunities with the nation's
2: largest law enforcement organization. Earned great pay with outstanding federal benefits and up to $20,000 in recruitment incentives. Learn more online at cbp.gov slash career slash USBP.
3: The main character in it, as, as um, Gary alluded to, is Jack Whitehall, who plays Barnaby, a sort of uh, eternal student whose father runs an antique shop. His father, we have to suppose in this that Jack Whitehall's parents are Sophie Thompson and Robert Lindsay, which I struggled to
1: buy. From they are, him. yeah, 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 they are, yeah. So, yeah, a bit unbelievable.
3: His father has an accident, um, which leads him to have to go and sort of do a bit of an inventory at his shop. While he's at the shop, he um, gets interrupted by someone who says, "Your dad was going to stay," you know. Um, buy this statue by the statue from me he finds all the money that he assumes was for this statue purchase and um he he then sort of has the transaction then worries about it and then soon after learns that the statue he's bought is like a um something from syria it's like been taken by islamic terrorists and found its way into the country and sort of everyone is sort of after after these um statues and this money you know you've got the police on the case almost like the jihadis who are after it as well yeah. jack whitehall's sister who's just come back from america and um, says oh i met this this bounty hunter woman uh, played by rosie perez um who she met after she um was having a thing with some sort of uh mexican drug lord who was shot and she ended up covered in she shot him didn't she the rosie Perez character, yes." And she ended up covering in covered in his blood and that's their sort of um connection. Yeah. Uh, she's trying to because of this, this was something that like one of the guys who died was this really sort of influential drug lord, runs like one of the cartels. So she needed to get out of um the US and I loved that um that gag where she's like, Where can I get to for two hundred dollars? And it's like yeah. Cleveland, Ohio, or the Democratic Republic of the Congo. And I love the that fact that, that the she best. goes.
1: I love. I love the fact that she goes. I'll, I'll go I'll with go the for Congo. The Democratic. <laughs> Cleveland is
3: so bad. That is. So. That is the. That was the only gag in the thing that made me laugh. Mm. I think that was the good sort of. That just happens to be at the airport at the same time she gets this phone call. So yeah. ends up in in the UK and ha- tries to help. Uh, Barnaby and his family and there's a big reveal at the end that this isn't the first of these statues that
1: his dad no I like that that was the only other bit that I quite liked was that he went down to the warehouse because this one woman has been demanding a piece of antique furniture and in there are a dozen or so more statues yeah that was the only other thing Uh, that I thought okay I didn't see that coming that's quite clever this felt
3: as you said, like a vehicle for Jack Whitehall to try and launch him maybe in the States. But he's yeah. doing a lot of physical comedy and I don't think that's one of Jack Whitehall's sort of strong suits,
1: really. I think as well the supporting cast don't help him. I mean, obviously, uh, the, the bits with his mother are OK, but his sister was totally like I don't like the actual Rosie Perez. Perez. I don't like her at all. Um, no, she has a I, weird, bit
3: of a weird face, is not she?
1: Yeah, it's not so much that. I just don't. I don't like it. And uh, they're trying to sort of build on the fact that you know you've got the the street tough American versus the yeah. posh boy Brit, I and mean, it doesn't. It just doesn't guys- come off.
3: The recurring gag with his electric car, which is just a bit silly and it's a bit insulting to everyone who has these. You know that first where you meet him yeah. and he's in his electric car and he's parked in between two people and he has to let himself out through the boot. Ha! And then one of the boots. And then and then one of the cars drives off. Ha! ha, ha. And they spent five he, minutes building up yeah. that gag and, and it he wasn't keeps that funny. Getting hit on the head with things and falling over and fainting. And, and he
1: and he keeps throwing up everywhere. I imagine that's yeah. going to be a gag for the uh, pardon the pun. Uh, uh for the rest of the series that when he sees something he doesn't like he throws up because of some you know sort of medical condition that he's got it was too long i thought this mm. should have been a half hour show uh, and it was more the sort of 45 minute with adverts i think there should have been a bit more explanation i thought some of the, the jumps that they made were a little bit clunky uh, you know the way in which he found out that uh, these things had come from ISIS was by standing and watching Sky News. You know, it was just a bit too clunky for me.
3: Yeah uh, and, exactly. and it wasn't
1: really that funny. No
3: characters
2: kind of you really care about though. No.
1: And now it's time for me.
2: I'm just here because um, I've seen the ends of some shows that we championed or spoke about in the uh, That's early what we could part call of it one because the T V loose ends. That sounds wrong somehow though, doesn't it? <laughs> 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 we could do it though. The Custom TV's Loose Ends. I'm just here to discuss the end of Channel 4's Educating a Greater Manchester, the end of BBC2's W1A, and I don't know whether it's the end, but certainly the end of the series of um, Cold, Cold Feet. Feet on ITV. Which one was your favourite of the three? I know Ooh. they're different shows, but which one of the three? They all had endings of such. Which one is your is your favourite, or was your favourite?
3: I would probably say, and this is controversial, probably Educating Greater Manchester. What happened in this final episode was it basically based around the GCSE exams and, um, the, in particular, the mock exams which are held in December. It focused on like the lack of confidence a lot of the students, especially the female students, had and the poor grades that came from... In in the case, they were talking about, like, the finances of the school and how the budget cuts are affecting it. And in a way, I can sort of see it. But I think, to a point... And this is what I felt, personally, watching it. To a point, you've got to sort of say, when does it stop being about what we're doing and stop being about the students, basically? And as a school, over the eight episodes, I think they do try and do the best for each pupil, which, you know, at times is quite
2: hard. Do you think... And this is just based on the students that we saw. Because, obviously, there's a lot of students at that school. They can only focus blurry on... blurry faces, by the looks yeah, of things. Yeah, blurry faces and, and eyebrows that need to be discussed every <laughs> single podcast we ever do. There was a degree with this school, and I loved the head teacher, Mr. Povey. I think he's one of my favourite uh, teachers Poveys. of the run. And, the, and just the Povey trio who will obviously release a song at christmas there were certain things with this school that i struggled with i struggled with the phone thing and yeah. i wasn't alone with that i don't see any benefits
3: mr bis fam from great yeah. uh, our old friend from educating east end his review
2: yeah i
3: don't know how much of the phone thing is them saying you can have your phones out in the lesson. I don't know if that is a particular well, we rule. Saw,
2: we saw that. We saw a girl playing on her mobile during a lesson yeah. and he t- being told to put it away. And she goes, oh, you nearly made me die. And I'm like, this is friggin' school. Put yeah. your phone well, away. I mean, I
3: I knew people. I mean, I mean, me and you really went to school in the pre-mobile age. I mean, I had a mobile, I think, when no, I was 15. No, I got around I- all right. <laughs> but, I mean, I would sort of get out maybe, you know, things when the teacher wasn't like um probably like cd players and i remember listening to cds in class sometimes i think no, a lot of people you're, did you
2: were an awful person i, think, I, wasn't, I, I, I think, wasn't even allowed I a walkman at break time i think a lot of
3: this is based on your prejudices and your school days and things like that and what yeah.
2: what and happened the other, to you the, at uh, the other th- what the other thing is i thought there was a degree in this series of Now, you're going to hate me for saying this. I'll probably edit it out if it goes down really badly. But I think there's a degree in this series of them pampering to some of the kids. And I wish there was a degree of, come on now, pull up your bootstraps or whatever the modern equivalent is. Get on with it. There there was a lot of sort of... I mean, why they gave so much credence to those those really young kids who were in a relationship one minute and not the next... I think, as a whole, the series struggled to find enough stories to fill. Mm. It was sort of filler, wasn't it, sort of thing? Yeah. But they have to deal... This is the
3: thing, though, Luke. It, it's as much about the sort of... Um, what's the word? Not personal lives, but sort of the emotional development as it is about the academic development. And that's a thing you'd find in all schools now. And if there mm. is any issues like that, they still have to deal with them.
2: All, All the kids on this final episode just refusing to go into the mm-hmm. mock exam. I yeah. really struggled with that. and
3: I know, I think a lot of them were like, pull yourself together and things like yeah. that. And maybe there is an element of, maybe we are in too much of a pampered society, but then it...
2: What I liked, because we'd never seen it before, was like, I just said then about them not being tough, but I loved the stuff where they were tough on the parents and saying, yeah. look... They're coming even without yeah. breakfast. Then yeah. send them with a decent breakfast. I think that one thing you thing. have
3: to think about is the actual area and the yeah. and the, the fact it's in a deprived area where maybe a lot of the students don't get the support at home. No, that you, that's exactly like the point. You, you know, me and you both did. So we're seeing it through our eyes. School is that place where they get most of the support and a lot more encouragement. That's- you saw a lot and i think this is true of all the educating series i think you've had all the heads have sort of been that you know encouragement and treating the kids like grown-ups to an extent i think a lot of the the people you said who were sort of helping the kids out was that support team rather than the teachers sort of thing i think it was mainly but now now
2: you bring up that thing it's been a running theme throughout the series we've seen you know that support team going round to houses and yeah. literally picking them up from school yeah. but on the whole i don't know if i if i'm desperate for another series of educating dot 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 i
3: i enjoy it because it's a different school every time it's a different dynamic yeah. every time i feel like we enjoy the first few episodes and then it drops off a cliff so i think if we if they do 6 rather than 8 which they've it's always been an 8 i think there'd be yeah. We'd enjoy it more because they'd be they'd be wouldn't be struggling for stories as much.
2: Yeah, I agree. From eight episodes of Educating Greater Manchester uh, to seven of Cold Feet, I'm not Odd. sure why seven, but that's what they did. Uh, this series of Cold Feet has been on Friday nights on ITV, and I feel like nobody is talking about it this time. I don't know whether mm. it's because it's just this thing now that is on which is one of the worries that I had about it coming back. Yeah, because my mum
3: didn't know it was on. But then someone at work did, and she was watching it instead of Gogglebox now.
2: I enjoyed it for the most part. I thought everything hung together. I live with my folks, as I said, and we do watch this as a family. And every week, mum says, God, that Leanne Best has got an annoying voice. And now that's all I'm picking up on, is how (laughs) annoying Leanne Best's voice is. Which I hadn't noticed before, but somebody points it out, and you're like, oh, stop talking. Um, But... I thought it was a really well put together. I think everybody had their moments. It was funny when it needed to be funny. It was emotional. Mm. Um, I struggle with what they're doing with Robert Batterhurst. I don't know what they're doing yeah, with him.
3: They always, it always feels to be quite heightened, all of his yeah, stuff. All whether it the prison, is, yeah. the kidnapping, the, the threats of violence. You know, he had a gun in this episode. Yeah. Um, it was just a bit... Bizarre. He's
2: in almost a different show to the others. He's, he's only in the show with the others when he's in the scene with them. Yeah. All the stuff outside does, does not And get. I like him and Siobhan
3: Finneran together. I think that's a good match and I like her in this. I would say, I mean, if we break down the stories, there's been yeah. the stuff with Adam, um, the Liam best Bass character Tina and um, Adam being tempted by the other Zero. Irish woman Sarah, Sarah, who's the um, ex-wife of the guy that Tina was having an affair with in the prior series, and she was basically trying to ruin Tina's life by sleeping with Adam, which she did. Um, yeah. But then Adam, in this final episode, Adam realised that he still had feelings for Sarah, he had feelings for Tina as well, but she he wasn't sure you know, where his heart lay. He probably and...
2: found her voice annoying.
3: Yeah, but then Sarah had a bit of an annoying voice as well. <laughs> She's just Irish. And at the end of the series they sort of separated with the we might get back together at some stage we'll have to decide on that mm-hmm. but we don't because there was a whole recurring theme of her realizing she wanted a kid and Adam but wanting for another... Some
2: reason I never like, I never believed them as a pair. I don't know.
3: I... She is a bit I... she is a bit of a selfish character and I think that's yeah. a trait
0: Here in Key West we were out before it was in. that
3: she shares with jenny a little bit as well the Ripley character i mean their storyline jenny and pete in this series was them sort of growing apart again and then it took their son being beaten up to get them back together
2: again what what i will praise mike bullen for the writer and creator is although it's been away for a long time and it feels like perhaps the characters are going through the same things he doesn't shy away from saying look we did this 13 years ago Perhaps 13 is the cut-off for Pete and Jenny. And they're Perhaps getting they older,
3: and I think yeah. I think there was that thing about, oh, we're in middle age now, and the other story, I mean, the reason I think it's going to come back is the fact that they introduced a new love interest for Hermione Norris two episodes before the end of the series. I
2: really like Hermione Norris. I oh, I loved watch... her in this series. I think she's amazing. She's my always fa- been good. My favourite scene of the entire series
3: has been that one with Pete, where she went to the hotel oh, and was tempted... Amazing. That whole episode, actually, where she was boiling, you know, tension was boiling higher and higher. Everyone was having a go at her. You know, you thought maybe she'd sort of, you know, the alcoholism was threatening to come back. She wanted a drink and she locked herself in a hotel room and, and looking at the minibar. And it took Pete to go upstairs. And
2: yeah. Right and then
3: characters, that's not a pairing that you see very often together. But I think it really they worked. They
2: worked brilliant together yeah. in that. He could relate to her having her demons and want to be her shoulder to cry on when she needed it. And I thought that was really well done. Hermione Noyes has always been one of my favourite aspects of Cold Feet. If you watch the original series, her alcoholism stuff is just superb. On the whole, I I still really enjoyed this. And as a family, Mm. we, we find it it's easy it, it's in so a easy. way it
3: does sort of suit friday nights in a way and i can understand it to an extent because yeah. um you know you get home on friday and you just want to relax and Something it is easy.
2: like the only downside for me is is robert bathurst i like it's, him it's not to take anything away from. i don't think doing.
3: it's the i think it's the character it's the character of david i think we should say and the the fact that I think Mike Bullen struggles with David. I, I don't mate, think he, he knows
2: what to do with him no. as, as much as and he I And I
3: really hated the Robert Glenister character. I just thought that yeah. was so yeah. cliched yeah. gangster and it was like the cliched prisoners that they had in the last series yeah. when he briefly got incarcerated they're
2: better th- they're better than it and i don't know whether there's a degree of i don't remember what he was like in the in the original series was it as oh, he heightened? Was like a, he was a bit no no none of the original series was as heightened as any no. of what's come back so i wonder whether that is a, a, him sort of responding to We've got to give everybody a story in every episode and fill every moment. With he's almost a bit a of life. a loose
3: end, isn't he? Now they're not him and Karen aren't married and things, and he's sort of over to the side a little bit. And, and you don't uh,
2: want you don't want David in a new relationship, Karen in a new relationship, Pete and Jenny divorcing, they're in a new relationship, mm. and then you've got the kids in the relationship as well. And it could just so it must be hard to give. Yeah everyone there's you've got
3: like you know you've got five main characters plus like romantic interests and plus like kids as you say as well and
2: there's definitely a place for this show from 1998 to still be on the telly Mm. but they just need to iron i just like the the the,
3: it's a simple idea of what happens when people who were in their 20s at the dawn of new millennium are now sort of approaching the 50s that's that is a good premise i think and
2: yeah, I do, I do enjoy. And it. this is,
3: I, yeah, but it doesn't mean that friends has to come back. No,
2: definitely, I don't want friends to come back ever, never. Ever. I knew
3: I'd just get you on a bit of a don't rant Don't wind
2: me up. Uh, speaking, of some, speaking of something that shouldn't come back, but will we'll probably come back in about five years as a comic mm. relief special or something. W one A finished after three series. Uh, the story of the behind the scenes working of the BBC. Uh, came to an end on Monday night. And it was about oh. the launch of BBC Me, which I can totally see. If mm. this wasn't on W1A, that would be a thing. I, I, I don't... It can't be a thing now, but I could so believe that would be a thing. Me. So it's about the launch of BBC Me. On the whole, I think this has been a really consistent series, and there's been a couple of things that have stood out for me, but mainly I'm amazed by how much I've liked Sarah the Parish this year. I thought she's been yes, really good. Yes, absolutely. Yes, yes. I've learnt to really listen to it as audio as well and appreciate the rhythms in it. Yeah, how it's everybody such good has their yeah, absolutely. Yeah, whoa, fantastic. Yes, well, great. No worries, no worries. Absolutely, no, no, yeah. no worries. But cool. I have a theory. Cool. I have a theory on Will, who is yeah. the yeah. Cool. Yeah. No. Cool. cool. I have a theory on Will that Will is a perfectly normal, well-adjusted person. Yeah. When he's not at the at the BBC. Or, but what happens to him when he goes to the BBC is what happens to me. He knows he's at the BBC. He gets tongue-tied. He feels inferior to everyone around him, and just doesn't want to say the wrong things. So or he ends up saying, well, "Yeah, yeah, cool, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah." And doing Watching anything. Watching nature, nature documentaries. Yeah, <laughs> doing anything he can to and to please people and yeah. not get under people's feet. And but he I had just, the
3: he saved the day in the way, didn't he? Because of all those bikes. He saved the day bike.
2: twice. Yeah. yeah.
3: Have a whole yeah. bike week with Amanda Holden. Was it cycling shorts with Amanda Holden and on your bike with Claudia Winkleman?
2: Yeah, and then the history of the penny farthing and all these things. But I I thought it was a really solid series as a whole, and I loved Hugh Bonneville. I love how he always comes to the rescue, yeah. particularly in, in the scene in episode four or five where he's on the BBC news. It's,
1: and... it's
3: basically like Hugh Bonneville and Nina Sosanya and um, Izzy are the only ones who sort of are normal people really aren't yeah. they they're sort of the ones who aren't speaking in cliches yeah. everyone else just does the. i like what you think i love rufus jones as well oh, I... <laughs> lovely is he lovely, lovely is oh he? Look... <laughs> oh hi, <Izzy. laughs> i hear is he this
2: love... is david tennant's voiceovers you kind of forget what you're watching and then he'll say something like... Soon after, it's the next day. Yes, (laughs) or later in the day, it's later than it was earlier. Or the
3: Minister for Culture, Media and also Sports.
2: (laughs) Yeah, and I loved all the bit where they were talking about Claudia Winkleman but they couldn't say how much money and they couldn't say the guy...
3: Yeah, three million and Scott, and there was another one they beeped out
1: as well. Like yeah. I can't remember what it was. Was that
2: when they wanted to just give Amanda Holden a thousand pounds or something.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what I don't understand is how this can possibly have happened. I know. Yes, exactly. How did we get to this point? I know, tell me about it. So just to be clear, what you're telling us is that Amanda Holden has already signed an agreement in principle. Yes or no? yes. Right, okay. Can I just say, guys... I never thought we'd end up in this situation. Brilliant. Never thought of. No, well, clearly. I mean, it feels to me like what needs to happen is someone needs to phone Amanda up and basically just explain to her. Sure. Fabulous. Yes. yes, exactly. Right. So, no, brainer I've got to say, I agree. And so, sorry. So, when you say explains work, well, I don't know. I mean, just be honest with her. Right. Yes. You know, like tell her the truth. Brilliant. The truth. Exactly. You never know; it might work.
3: Yes. Exactly. Yes.
1: Everyone knows that with Claudia having promised <laughs> a decision by the end of the week, the future of Strictly Come Dancing and therefore of the BBC itself could well be. High- in the balance, I mean, there'd be a form of words here, surely. Yes, yes, exactly. A form of words,
2: yes, isn't it very clear? But I loved Tony, Tony Hall's brief appearance, and the silent disco was brilliant. So, yeah, if you've never seen it, please watch it. Um, because you've and missed it's the got real a jam. bit of black this
3: series as well, hasn't it? A lot of people have said it's gone too far and it's quite insidery y and um but i think they've done well they've How had like
2: inside i don't mean it or it's like gone coming.
3: up its own backside some people have said and it's just uh, it doesn't and work it and really i knows. think it, you know and i think they've done well with like they've had like three stories really that have gone over two episodes haven't they they had the stuff with the football of the ben Bac character then they had the stuff with the jazz band that went over three and four and then they've had the and stuff with the club yeah. and i think they that's worked like, really
2: well w1a uh, finish for now. Educating Greater Manchester finish for now. And Cold Feet, we have no announcement for. No, that probably is by the, show...
3: Probably by Friday, when you put this out, it will yeah. have been announced that it's coming yeah. back. The custom
2: TV's loose Ends.
1: We're moving on to previews. Uh, there's a lot of new television Pickle next the week. week pick of the week sorry yes there's a lot of new television next week let's not have this as our pick of the week but let's say that the louis Theroux program that we've been talking about is talking to anorexia uh where he's going to be going into the largest eating disorders facility uh to meet with anorexia so that that will be interesting um again i think this is is there more of these or is this a one-off i'm not sure
3: Uh, i think this is a one-off what are you going to go for the bake-off final i suppose we should mention
1: yes so have you have you been keeping up? Or I've been keeping up with it. Uh, I'm going to go for the Liverpudlian, I've got a name, you don't know, mean names, the Liverpudlian lady. Kate. I think she And I,
3: I think I will go with
1: Sophie. Okay.
3: I'm going to pick, I don't know if this was your pick as well, go but on. I was going to go for Ghosted.
1: It wasn't going to be my pick, I'm intrigued by it. Uh, yeah. Because it, it was a good, it was a good trailer. It was one of the only few sort of good comedy trailers. That and the one with the guy who comes mayor and that we really thought I, was good. So, and it's Adam that's Scott. ITV two um, eight thirty p.m. on Monday. I'm going to give Strike Back another go. The reason I'm going to give it another go is because they brought in our friend from um, Liar. Uh, I can do this. Warren Brown. Warren Brown. Warren Brown is now leading this, and he's a darn better actor than the actors who've previously been in Strike Back. So I might give that a go. I've been told it's a total reboot. Um, and uh, I might give that a go next week just to see if it piques my interest.
3: Well, see, I thought you might go for celebrity first dates with Sunita and Michael Fabricant. But no.
1: Are um, they dating each other or other people? In no, which case, I not know. Fair
3: enough. <laughs> uh, uh, so, shall I sorry go on I was
1: going to no you do the social media stuff go ahead well
3: I was going to just yeah try and do something a bit different with this because every week it feels like we're reeling off a list of stuff you know if you've liked what you've heard this week and want to sort of spread the word um, share the show support the show in some ways there's a lot of ways you can do this if you've uh, downloaded us on iTunes we'd appreciate a five star review or and a written review for other people to listen to it helps us you know on that old algorithms, yep. um, also if you're listening on other apps such as Stitcher, you can do it there as well. Um, if you'd like um, smaller reviews of, of shows, um, then you can go to YouTube, search The Custard TV, where um, I've put together um, reviews, you know, cut down Yeah, You've
1: chopped reviews. them up into individual chopped reviews.
3: Uh, And if you go to the Custard TV, you know, like, share, subscribe. That would help us out quite a lot. Give us a like on Facebook.
1: Particularly if you like uh, pictures of my shoes.
3: Yes. uh, Or follow us on Twitter. um, At Matt's TV Bites for me. Gary as... At
1: The Gary Show.
3: And Luke is at Luke Custard TV. Um, and you can email us get in touch tell us what you think of the show CustardTVReviews at gmail.com and as we said um, midway through the show if you'd like to give us a little bit of money back and listen to bonus podcasts and other get other goodies as well in the future hopefully fingers crossed Patreon.com slash TheCustardTV uh, all there for you and rewards start at $2 including the part one of the best off podcast which is 90 minutes of listening pleasure so says I.
1: Yeah, I'm off to subscribe so that I can actually download that.
3: V- visit the um to uh, more telly news reviews and previews and things like that run by Luke and Press Gang. Right? And yeah, by students
1: the... writing better than I do, yeah. but not better than Luke does. Matt, Matt does even. Uh, or Luke, I don't know. I just don't write. I speak. We'd love to hear from you drop us an email custardtvreviews reviews at
3: gmail dot com
1: <laughs> I've finished speaking my words and therefore i'm going to wrap up this podcast and enjoy my dinner uh thank you very much as always matt and thank uh, you, Gary. It's been say a fun goodbye one. matt it has say goodbye matt goodbye matt.
3: Rate and review us wherever you
0: find us. I think that it's programs like this that help people realize that they're not alone.
3: Search The Custard TV on YouTube, iTunes,
1: and Facebook. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper?